is the Latin word for truth. And it's going to be this journey for us as a church these next ten weeks as we study these ten missional markers that churches throughout the covenant have been working through. They've been focusing on these ten missional markers of what it means to be a healthy church, what it means to be a missional church. And so as these next few weeks, as we hear these sermons, these series of sermons, this journey towards Veritas, for us to begin thinking about and praying about and discerning honestly, in truth, where we're at as a church and where God is calling us. Today we begin with the Word of God. We begin where covenanters have always begun. We begin by affirming the centrality of the Word of God. That since the beginning, the covenanters have proclaimed that the Holy Scriptures, the Old Testament and the New Testament, both are the Word of God. And they are the only perfect rule for faith, doctrine, and conduct. This is where we begin. This is where covenanters have always begun. And so today we begin by affirming that the Word of God, that the Scriptures, that all of Scripture is God-breathed, God-inspired, that God is at work in them. Now sometimes we get, we, we reduce Scripture. Sometimes we make it, it's a lot of theological propositions. There's a lot of theological statements about things and truths, truth statements. And that's true. I mean, the Scripture is filled with theology. It's filled with, with theology of who God is, of who Jesus is, who we are meant to be. But when that's the only thing we get out of Scripture, we miss a part of it. It's interesting, this week I had a conversation, some Jehovah's Witness came to our house. And they started talking and explaining some of what they talk about, you know, talking about Jesus with me. And you can imagine their face, how it changed when I told them that I was a pastor at the church <laughs> across the, the road. So anyways, they were talking with me, and I asked them, you know, I've heard that Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe that Jesus is, is divine, that he's just a really good man that God made really powerful. And they started talking some about that and said, yeah, that's true. We don't think that he is really actually God. And, and they started showing me this pamphlet where they had these sayings that come out of the Gospel of John. Now, they're just sentences. Just one sentence to me, something that Jesus had said. But... Those statements are true in the sense that they come from the gospel, but they miss the broader story. They miss the truth that gospels, that the word of God is trying to show us that Jesus is divine, that he is God, God from God, light from light, truly God from truly God, begotten and not made. That we put our hope in God, not just a really, really great man. But you can see when you reduce Scripture to just theological statements, how you can begin to miss things. You miss the whole story that begins in creation and fall, salvation and reconciliation and consummation when Christ comes again. We are meant to see the broad scope of Scripture. But it's so much more. As important as theological statements are, as important as they are, it's so much more than that. But you know, another thing too, sometimes we reduce Scripture to the Bible to a, a, a big book of how to behave, to this behavioral code. Now, it's true. I believe that, God, that the Bible guides us even 2,000 years or even thousands of years after it was written, even the Old Testament. It still guides us in our life. Even in our lives now and today in Nelson in the year 2012, it still guides us in our life. And it breaks my heart sometimes when I hear people who who think they don't want anything to do with Jesus or the church or don't like the Bible because they can't get past it. They think it's just a big book of rules. 
They've reduced it. And, and we are tempted sometimes, even those of us who really want to follow Jesus, even we are sometimes tempted to reduce the Bible to a bunch of do's and don'ts. A big code book of how to live and how to behave. It breaks my heart because we were meant for more than this. It's true, Scripture guides us. As commenters, we've affirmed this from the beginning. The only perfect rule for faith, doctrine, and conduct. But when people get lost just in the laws, that they miss the encounter of the living God in His Word, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. You see, the Word is inspired by God. God is behind every word of it, every jot and tittle, as it's been said. That He's spoken it into existence. I believe, and as Christians, I, I commend this to you, that God initiated the Scriptures. There wasn't just a bunch of guys thinking, you know, we've got this God and maybe we should describe Him. No. It was God moving people, filling people with His Spirit, and they could do nothing but begin to write. It was God who inspired them as well, guided what was said. It's interesting, I, I love these pictures on my, these commentaries I have of Matthew. It's this image of this angel standing above or floating above Matthew as he's writing, holding his finger like this. You can almost see him. Okay, Matthew, number one. And he begins. That God was in the process, working through people to bring revelation about himself. That God was at work in Scripture. But I also believe that God was at work in guiding us by his Spirit, guiding us to recognize Scripture when we see it. That just as important as it was for them to write it, it was just as important that God's Spirit was at work helping us to see it, that we would know Scripture when we saw it. It reminds me of this passage that we heard this morning about Genesis, about the Lord God when he formed man out of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and he became a living being. I see parallels between this and between the Word of God. The Word of God is alive. It's, it's true, it's, it contains theological, docu- or, uh, theological statements, propositions. It's true, it contains that. And it's true, it, can, it tells us how to live. But it's more than that as well. It is the words of God, inspired by God, breathed into life by God. So Paul, in his, in his words to Timothy, he says that, that all Scripture is God-breathed. And if you will allow me, I would say even more than that, Scripture is God living and breathing. And what I mean by that is that God's Spirit is at work in it all the time. As we read it, the Spirit, the Scriptures come alive by God's Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that, that speaks life into us through God's Word, that brings it alive for us in our heart. Now we know people, people who, who maybe don't yet follow Christ, And they read the scriptures and it doesn't come alive for them. The words remain flat, just words on a page for them. I mean, they hear, like last week, they hear the angel in the tomb saying, He is risen. He's not here. Look at the place where they laid him. And they think, oh, interesting. Or maybe they hear Philippians, Paul's letter to the Philippian church when he said, And his name will be in love every name. And so that every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
And they say, that's an interesting letter. I wonder why he wrote that. (laughs) Or they hear Jesus when he preached at Nazareth. He says, the the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. To proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set free the oppressed and proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Hmm. Interesting. But we who have God's Spirit in us, our heart races when we hear these words. These words come alive to us again. Because we hear not just words on a page, but we hear this amazing, this furious love of God for His children, for every person in this room, for people in our community. We hear God's love in these words. Now, if you are here this morning, and maybe you too are wanting the Spirit to be in you, that you would hear Scripture, that the words wouldn't just stay on the page anymore, that they would come alive. One, let me encourage you, take heart. This is exactly the heart that God desires. This is exactly the place that He desires you to be. Maybe even some of us who've been, who've been coming to church for years, maybe we need that again. We desire the, the, the Scriptures to come alive again. I encourage you right now to pray or to, to speak it under your breath. Holy Spirit, Make the scriptures alive to me again. Bring this Bible alive to me. Lord Jesus, reveal who you are in these words. Show me who you are. Show me that you are the Son of God. Speak these words. Pray them. I believe that God, this is one prayer that God desires to answer. This is one prayer that God loves to answer in the lives of people. You see, the thing is, when, we, when God's Spirit dwells in us, the Scriptures come alive. They come alive in us. They bring life to us. We begin to realize that as we sit over and we, we look down at the Bible, that it's not so much us sitting over the Word of God, but the Word of God sits over us. We come with our challenges and we realize that it's actually Scripture by the Holy Spirit that is challenging us. I've been talking with some friends, excuse me, faithful people of our church about how, like, how does Scripture come alive for you? What does that mean? And they, they've often talked about how it continues to be relevant in their life on a daily basis. These words, many of them that were written centuries ago, well, all of them at least that were written centuries ago, thousands of years ago, they still remain relevant in our lives now, in our families, in our marriages our relationship with our children, the people we work with, the struggles that we are facing. The Word remains alive. How many of you have a story of the Scripture that you've read time and time again, maybe a hundred times, and then that one time, that one day, God's Spirit is with you and you read it and something happens and it changes your life. It changes the way you live, the way that you see God. Something just clicks. The Spirit is always working. The Scriptures are always alive by God's Spirit in us. So it's true, I believe, that the Scriptures are breathed, are God-breathed, but they're also God-breathing, God-alive. It's God's Spirit in us that helps us to see them, to come alive in us. So if the Word of God is God-breathing, and God-breathed, then it's right for us to believe that it will bring life. The Scriptures bring life and life more full. 
They will work life in you. They will work, they will bring vitality in your life, in your small group, in this church, in this community. It's just as Walter said that the scriptures bring life because they connect us with a living God. The scriptures connect us in a relationship with the living God. Some people have talked about the scriptures as God's letter to the world or God's love letter to the world. And sometimes that sounds a little bit, I don't know, corny to me. But I was thinking about the letter that I've written Tracy or letters that I've written Tracy when we were first dating, when she went away to visit her parents. She could probably still tell you the contents of the letter. And I can see how this is a connection. This continues to build, that continued to build our relationship even while we were far apart. That in this same way, while Christ is far from us or, or in a different place from us, that he still builds this connection with us through his word, like a letter. As covenanters, we've always affirmed that it's not enough to just know a lot about God. It's good. It's a good place to begin. It's a, it's a great basic start. But we were always meant to know God by his word. It has always been about relationship. The scriptures are always about us getting to know Christ better, getting to know God the Father and his Holy Spirit. The more we read, the more we will hear from God. The more we are immersed in the Word of God, the more we will recognize God working in our lives, God working in, in, the, in our community, in our church. If we will live in God's Word, God's Word will live in us. If we will come humbly, read the Word with humility, Seeking not just information. I mean, information is good, don't get me wrong, but seeking more than that. Seeking Christ himself. Then more than informed, we will also be transformed. We'll be transformed with the renewing of our mind. God's Spirit continuing to grow us up. We will know that we have been saved, that God has rescued us, but also we will continue to grow. To grow in our faithfulness to grow in our gratitude for this amazing thing that Christ has done in our lives and in this world. We'll continue to grow in our compassion for others, to, be, to live more deeply as people, no longer satisfied with just bumping along the surface of life, but to live more deeply, to love people as God has loved us. The words that Paul spoke to Timothy are true. The scriptures are powerful. They are powerful to work wisdom or to make you wise in salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. The scriptures are powerful to continue changing our lives, growing us in faith, to continue changing our small groups, to continue changing our church, continue changing and growing our community. Today we begin our first step in this journey toward Veritas. We begin where covenanters have always begun with the word of God that a healthy church relies on the Word of God. Everything comes out of God's Word. In these next few weeks, we'll be talking about Veritas. We'll be talking about missional markers, things or, or, or things that happen in a church that is healthy and missional. But today, let me finish with this. It is my desire that we would remain, no, actually, that we would grow as a people, as a church, as a community of faith, as people who, who live in the Word of God. I know that many of you study regularly, daily. 
But I encourage our church to continue to grow in our, in our immersion in the Word of God. That we would live in the Word of God, that it would live in us. That we would know, that we'd see for ourselves that it's God-breathed and that it's God-breathing. We would see that it brings us alive. That we'd see God's at work in our church. That we'd remain a people committed to the Word of God. Amen.